0: Welcome back everyone to Pagula's Pod episode 4. Today we're going to talk about a couple of things including team draft analysis. I have 5 teams that I'm going to break down. Uh, Player draft analysis. I have 5 players who I'm going to draft down. And the Eagles complete draft analysis. We're going to look at who the Eagles took, what they're good at, what they're not good at, what they could have improved, and what they did that might have not been the best selection. And we're going to see how they fit into the Eagles roster. So the first team we're going to talk about today is the Carolina Panthers. Um, they, took, they had seven selections, and they took seven defensive players. So that basically says they're focusing on defense. Their defense was terrible last year, so I think this was a good decision to focus on defense. Their three highest selections were Derek Brown, 7th overall, Yatoro Gross Matos for second-round selection, and Jeremy Chin, another second-round selection. I think those second round selections are very important because they spread out. They got a guy in the secondary, a guy off the edge, and a guy in the middle of the line And Derek Brown in the first round. So I think they had a great draft. Those were the three key players I thought that made the most difference for them. Chin has great size. He's 6'3", 220. He runs a good 40. Um, Yatoro Gross Matos, he's the second best edge in the draft, I think. Um, He's long and lengthy. He's very athletic and has a ton of potential to be a great edge rusher in the future. So... All in all, I give the Carolina Panthers an A-. I think they should have focused on offense a little bit because they just signed Teddy Bridgewater, and they should have gotten him a new weapon. So I think A- is a good grade for them because Christian McCaffrey can't do everything on offense by himself, even though he probably can, knowing him and his work ethic. So I think they should have focused and got a receiver maybe in the third or fourth round to help out Teddy Bridgewater. But overall, A- I think is a good grade for them because their defense majorly improved. So that's it for the Carolina Panthers. So now we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, They're 14-2 last year, and they just got way better through the draft. Uh, They picked up Justin Matabuki, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins, Devin DuVernay, and Malik Harrison. Uh, Patrick Queen, inside linebacker out of LSU at pick 28, was a perfect fit. Every mock draft had him going there. Uh, he's an ideal Raven work ethic, blue no blue collar. He can definitely do everything on the field. Perfect. He hits hard. He can pass coverage. He's really good. Um, J.K. Dobbins, one of the best running backs in college football last year out of Ohio State. He's shifty. He's another weapon for Lamar Jackson. He he can catch screen passes, wheel route, um, running. He's a running back so. He'll be great with Lamar Jackson already How with how shifty he is and with his playmaking ability, it gives him another playmaker. Um, Duvernay, very underrated pick. Um, he had 106 catches last year for Texas. Um, he led them in catches and touchdowns. So that was a very underrated pick for them. I think he'll fit in just fine with Marquise Goodwin, or Marquise Brown, I should say. I think that'd be very good for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson for another target for him to make him better. So I think that was a great pick. Um, then Malik Harrison, another inside linebacker. Him and Patrick Queen, they can be um, linebackers are together for a very long time. I think that's a great pick. Those two should be a very good duo. And then Justin Matabuki, um, he'll be a rotational defensive tackle. He has good pass rush. Um, he's a little slow off the ball, so that might be an issue. But he should come in. Even this year, he'll be fine with Calais Campbell in the middle. So overall, I give the Baltimore Ravens an A-plus draft. I think they had one of the better drafts in the league because they filled every need they needed, and they just made their team better overall by adding Lamar Jackson, another weapon, and focusing on the defensive side of the ball just equally. So they had a great draft, one of the best in the league. But now we're going to move on to the Denver Broncos, another AFC team. Um, they drafted 15th overall, Jerry Judy. Then in the second round, they doubled up and took KJ Hamler, wide receiver out of Penn State. And then in the third round, they, put, they took Mike Ojamudia. Um I think that was those were the three key selections. Um they help out Drew Locke so much by adding those two receivers. KJ Hamler is very explosive. Uh he's shifty. I think it was a home run hit of a pick. Um John Elway's just helping out Drew Locke so much by setting him up to succeed. Uh Michael, he doesn't allow many big plays, has great ball skills and awareness. So all in all, I think they're gearing up to be a team just like Kansas City and focus on the offensive side of the ball just as well as defense. Because they have just enough guys on defense to, I think, handle Kansas City's offense or try to. Um, I think they can keep up with them in points now with how explosive they are on the, on the wide receiver position and tight end position for Drew Locke to succeed. They also have Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay in the backfield. So they have a lot of playmakers on offense. So all in all, I give their draft an A. So I think they had a good draft. Elway had a very one of his better drafts in his time as general manager there. So I think they had a great draft. Now i can going to move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys had arguably one of the best drafts. They, they, they took CeeDee Lamb, Trevon Diggs. He's the younger brother of Stefan Diggs, wide receiver on the Bills. Neville, Gallimore, and Tyler Biedish. Um CeeDee Lamb gives the offense another level. I mean, he, he blows the top off a of defense. Um, he basically can do any, like, anything a wide receiver can do. He's the best in the draft, I think. Then Trevon Diggs. He's a little raw, but he has great ball skills. Um, originally, when he went to Alabama, he was wide receiver, so he has wide receiver like instincts, and he has great catch talent. Navel Gallimore, he's an unbelievable. He gives unbelievable effort and energy every play. Um, he hustles down the line. If the running back gets loose, he never stops chasing him down, so he can go across the field and still go to him. I thought he would have been a second round pick, but the Cowboys got him in the late third round. And then Tyler Biadish, he was the rated best center in college football from Wisconsin. Um, He'll fill Travis Frederick's shoes, which are big ones to fill. Um, He'll he'll take a little time to develop because in the big games, he was a little – he gave up a couple sacks here and there. So I think he'll grow into those shoes eventually, but I think it'll take a year or two. I think he'll have some growing pains. But overall, the Cowboys had an A-plus draft. I mean, I hate to say that, but they had one of the best drafts in the league. They they filled a lot of needs. They also took another cornerback. So that'll help to loosen – the pain of losing byron jones now our last team an afc team that we're going to talk about is the indianapolis colts um they traded their first rounder number 13 for deforest buckner who's a very good defensive tackle they added in the second round michael pittman and traded up for jonathan taylor they got safety julian blackman and quarterback jacob eason in the fourth round pittman has great size he's 6'4 223 he's above the rim type player um he did run a disappointing 40 though at 452 so that was a little slower on the wide receiver end. But Jonathan Taylor, he's a workhorse, um, very tough and explosive. He has great size and strength. Um, Julian Blackman, he has great ball skills. Not the best recovery speed, so that might be something that they have to work on. So I think him and Malik Hooker back there on the in the secondary day could be a good pairing for Indianapolis. Then Jacob Eason, I think is a very interesting pick. Um, Phillip Rivers will probably be the starting quarterback. And I thought they would just roll with Jacoby Brissett as the backup, but instead they draft Eason, so I don't know if they're going to groom him and basically make him the starter once Philip Rivers retires. So it'll be interesting to see if Jacoby Brissett's traded, maybe back to New England, which is a possibility since they need a quarterback. But all in all, Indianapolis Colts, I give them a B because I think they filled a lot of needs. Um, they'll have T.Y. Hill and Michael Pittman. I think those are two receivers on the outside that are very good. Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack, running backs, I think they'll be very good too. Julian Blackman just an upgrade to the defense and then Jacob Eason. I think he'll ease into that role as quarterback of the future for them, but who knows what's gonna happen. Um, now we're gonna focus on five players that I think had pretty good draft picks where they were valued. So first off, second round pick one, T. Higgins. Um he's an above the rim type receiver, he has great straightaway speed, he wins every fifty-fifty ball. I think he's a perfect fit for the Bengals offense. I mean with, after getting Joe Burrow, they now have A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, and they just drafted last year Jonah Williams, who's there on their offensive line. So they're getting Joe Burrow the perfect assets, and T. Higgins is going to be a great receiver in this league. So the Bengals are definitely gearing up to have a great offense, I think. I think they're going to be a shocking team, even though on the defensive side of the ball, they're not as skilled. I think they could win maybe seven games this year, which is a stretch. But I really do think they can believe that. I think they could do that. Um, they really do have a good team, all in all. So I give that pick probably an A plus. Then the next guy we're going to talk about is Antony Winfield Jr. Um, he's a safety. Has great ball skills. He reads the quarterback's eyes exceptionally. When he's trying to tackle people, he always tries to create fumbles. Um, in the big games, he. He has very, he always plays up to the potential because against Penn State, he had two interceptions and one to seal the game. Um, he asked the Buccaneers defense who needed help in the secondary very badly. They were depleted. He'll come in, be a rotational guy, probably his rookie year, and then probably be a starter a second year. So I think he'll be there for a while. So I give that pick probably an A-, because I think they could have filled a couple other needs, but I think this was a perfect pick for them at that point in the draft. So that was a perfect pick for them. Now Chase Claypool, the Steelers took him at pick forty nine. I think they that was a little bit of a stretch. I think they could have gotten him. They traded back maybe to like late fifties. They probably could have gotten probably could have gotten him there. But all in all, I think um he'll be good for them. He's a big receiver. He has great size and strength. He uses his size very well against other defenders. Um, he's a good complement off of Juju Smith Schuster and Ryan Switzer, who could play in the slot. Switzer does and Juju's uh. Goes down the field to catch balls. He can take the top up the defense too. Um, he's not that great after to catch Claypool. Um, he kind of has a tendency to look up the field before he catches the ball. He's not very shifty either. So he can develop. Probably take a year or two for him to be to reach his full potential. But I do think it's a good pick for the Steelers because they needed another receiver for Big Ben to throw to. So all in all, I give that pick probably a B plus because I think they're I think they could have taken Denzel Mims, who would fill that role immediately instead of having to develop. But the Steelers did that decision, and I think it was a good one. Um, Then Willie Gay Jr., linebacker out of Mississippi State. Um, He got drafted 63rd by the Kansas City Chiefs. He jumps passing lanes very well. He reads the quarterback's eyes. He's a big-time hitter. Doesn't miss many tackles. Um, The middle of the season and toward the end of the regular season, Kansas City had a lot of tackling troubles. Their defense was terrible then. So Willie Gay can come in and start to fix that. He'll be a linebacker there that can get a lot of tackles through the trenches for tackle running backs. He can blitz the quarterback very well. Um, and like I said, he reads the quarterback's eyes exceptionally, so maybe a couple of interceptions here or there. So I think Kansas City got a very good pick there for great value pick. So a lot of people projected him to go early second round, and he fell to the end. So Kansas City, I think, got a steal there. So I think he'd be a great fit there. And then Julian O'Quora. Defensive end, he got drafted to the Detroit Lions. He's long and athletic, lots of tackles for loss. In, in fact, 33% of his tackles were tackles for loss, which is one of three, which is exceptional. Um, he has good pass coverage, but he did struggle in a big game against Michigan this year. So hopefully that doesn't have a sign of things to come for the Lions. In fact, his brother, Romeo Okora, is a linebacker in Detroit. So that's funny. He gets to play with his brother there, which is probably good for that family which is kind of funny, I think. But uh, all in all, good pick for them, defensive end. In the third round, pick 67, I think was a good pick. And he should be a defensive end there, pair on the other side of Trey Flowers. So I do think he'll grow into that role, but it'll take a little bit of time, but he will definitely do good there. Now we're going to talk about my Eagles. So as you all know, I've already broken down round one and analyzed Jalen Rieger. So round two, pick 21 and 53 overall. I was thinking maybe draft Willie Gay, who was still on the board, Denzel Mims, or Jeremy Chin. Instead, I was blown away. My hat flew off once again when I heard the commissioner say, with the 53rd pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Hurts quarterback Oklahoma. I lost my mind. My hat came off. I threw my phone. So basically, when I heard that, I thought to myself, the Eagles paid Carson Wentz $140 million to be their starting quarterback. And instead of getting him another immediate impact wide receiver like Rieger in the first round, they go ahead and take a backup quarterback who might only see the field in trick plays or God forbid if Carson gets hurt. So I was blown away by that pick. They should have taken Denzel Mims, like definitely, or traded up to get like LaVisca Chenault or someone like that to help Carson Wentz out. I don't think getting a backup quarterback in round two is a great option. The The pick absolutely makes no sense to me. So when asked about the pick, Harry Roseman then said, we are quarterback developers. We want to be a quarterback factory. The quote is flat out absurd. The Eagles need to win games. They should have drafted a guy that can immediately start and make a difference. So the Jalen Hurts pick is doesn't make sense, like I just said. I'm not discrediting him. He's a great quarterback in college, but he still needs a lot of time to develop into the pros. I just don't think getting a gadget play guy or a trick play guy in the second round is great because most of the time, it's probably 80% of the plays, not more, probably 90% of the plays, maybe even more, he'll be on the sideline. So I just don't think getting that guy is a great option there. I mean, there's so much more the Eagles could have done instead of actually selecting him there. They could have taken an immediate linebacker, safety, wide receiver to fill those needs because they needed help in those positions, even cornerback. So Jalen Hurts, no discrediting him, but I think they definitely messed up there. They should have made a different pick. I mean, I don't think he's fit for them because they needed a wide receiver badly. They needed more speed. So Jalen Hurts... All credit to him for getting picked this early. I don't think he's a great fit for the Eagles. I think it was a good pick, but if it wasn't the Eagles, it'd be a good pick. The Eagles are paying Carson with so much money to run their offense and be their main guy. But instead of Howie Roseman said, basically, we are quarterback developers. We want to be a quarterback factory. And went out and got another quarterback to groom, which makes no sense. And he said it was an independent decision of Carson, but that still makes no sense because they should have gotten someone to for carson to add another weapon for him on the outside so all in all i don't like the pick i've tried to like look at it and say maybe it's a good pick but i just haven't seen anything that makes it like that i'm completely shocked at how roseman did this pick because um, every draft that i've watched the past couple years he's made pretty good selections but i just don't think he's a very good draft general manager he's better at signing free agents after seeing their talent so the Jalen Hurts pick definitely was the wrong decision. I I don't care what he does. I hope he has a good career in Philly, but I don't really think he's going to come in and do much because he's a backup quarterback, so he's not going to do much. Um, he's not going to get traded, obviously. The only way he'll come in is on gadget plays or Carson gets hurt. So I'm still pissed off about that pick. Um, I saw reports that they're going to use him like Baltimore, used Lamar Jackson as a rookie and trick plays and even a few plays at quarterback with Flacco on the field so I hope Hertz does get a little bit of playing time because they did use a second round pick on him so maybe a couple like quarterback runs basically with him in there or like maybe they can groom him to be like a Taysom Hill type player um so just hopefully the pick turns out to be well I mean I don't know what else to say because I'm just completely shocked that Howie Roseman would do this um Eagles Nation was flipping out all over Twitter when I saw the reactions I mean, I was just completely shocked. But now we're going to move on to round three. Um, at pick 103, the Eagles took linebacker Dave, Devon Taylor out of Colorado. I think this was a good pick. He's got great speed and good closing ability on tackles. They let go of Nigel Bradham and Kamu Grugier-Hill, so they were very desperate at the linebacker position. Taylor can also play special teams, um, but we'll t- will need time to develop into a starting linebacker for the Eagles. He'll definitely get some playing time, I believe, but it'll be more than likely because the Eagles need linebackers and a drive for talent there. I mean, they only have a couple linebackers in Nate Jerry, Jatavius Brown, Alex Singleton, Duke Riley, who are basically, no not to discredit them, but no names. So I think he'll be groomed to be a linebacker there, just not this year or maybe not even two years, but he'll definitely take time to get up to that position. But I do think he'll be a linebacker for the Eagles. He's a little undersized, but has great speed to make up for it. And he rushes the quarterback very well and makes tackles very well. So I do think it was a good pick for the Eagles, a good, safe pick, even though he's a little raw and has to develop. I think that Eagles will develop him into a good linebacker, maybe like a D'Amico Ryan's type guy. He's a little undersized too. So I hope that he can turn into a good linebacker because Eagles desperately need it. So that was the Eagles pick at 103. Now round four. Um, at pick 127, the Eagles selected Kayvon Wallace, um, safety out of Clemson. The Eagles have a good history with Clemson safeties, obviously, when they took Brian Dawkins. So Kayvon is a great blitzer who rarely misses tackles. The Eagles' safety position was needed, like, was very needed, because they converted Jalen Mills, who was a cornerback. They signed him to a one-year deal, along with Will Parks out of Denver, actually a North Philly native. He was on a one-year deal, too. And Ronnie McLeod, who is 30, he's only getting older, and he's very injury-prone, and he has a reduction in play. So I thought Kayvon Wallace was a great pick because they definitely needed help in the future at the safety position. Um, he might even get some play this time, this this year. He might get some play time this year. But he'll definitely get special teams play as maybe a gunner or something like that to make some tackles, possibly. But I do think it was a great pick for the future, just to keep in mind that... After this year, the, they're only going to have one safety sign, and that's McLeod, and whose re, play reducing and is getting older by the day. So I think for seasons to come, he'll be their safety. I do think that McLeod will be out of there pretty soon, and Jalen Mills, maybe not as he might be a safety there for a couple years more, but I think Will Parks may be there a year or two, and Ronnie McLeod will be there, be gone pretty soon. So I thought that was a great pick by the Eagles at pick 127. Then I pick one forty-five. The Eagles selected guard slash center Drac Driscoll. He has experience at both the guard and center position, out of Auburn, so he can play basically anywhere on the interior offensive line. Uh, he provides the Eagles with depth. He's a four-year starter, so has a ton of experience. He started his career at UMass for two seasons, then had two seasons at Auburn. He even has experience at playing tackle, so he's basically played everywhere on the offensive line. So it could be, I think, could fill in at any position. He'll be like. Palapalavati Vitae for the Eagles the past couple years where he could fill in anywhere. Um, it's interesting to see if he can slide above Matt Pryor on the depth chart. So hopefully he can because Matt Pryor hasn't done much in the three years he's been an Eagle. So I'm hoping that Driscoll can provide the Eagles with a, maybe like a swing tackle, basically, or they can play anywhere on the line. Basically, can just be like a filling guy, like a hybrid guy. So I just hope that he could fill into his own. Maybe get some more experience in the preseason so he could get some NFL-type games. And then I think he could be a starter at one point soon in the future if someone were to get hurt. Um, then they had a back-to-back pick, actually. They had pick 146. They traded that, and Howard Roseman miraculously turned it into four picks. Um, after that, they traded for Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver on the 49ers. I think this was an exceptional trade. They basically got him for nothing just by swapping six-round picks. He adds more needed speed for Carson Wentz. The Eagles definitely polished up the wide receiver group and focused on speed by adding Rieger at this point and Goodwin. Um, they restructured his contract, so he's only getting um, $1.5 this year, one point, I think, around that range. So I do think that was a great addition for them, even if he doesn't turn out to be the great best player. I think that even if he only catches about 40 balls this year, it'll be still great for the Eagles just to get him... More targets, basically. More more targets for Carson Wentz. I think that he can run the. He takes the top off the defense again. And he almost had a thousand yard season, actually, in 2017. In these last couple of years, he's been injury plagued. But I do think it was a good pick, considering they only gave up their sixth round pick and swapped it with the 49ers. So, Marquise Goodwin is now an Eagle. I think the pairing of him and Deshaun and Rieger could be very good. Very good for Carson Wentz because they all take the top off the defense. So. Um, speed kills basically that's what everyone says. So Marky's going another speedy guy, add to the Eagles roster. I like it a lot. Pick 108 wide receiver Boise State, John Hightower. Um he has absolutely burner speed. He doesn't stop moving. He's so fast. Um he another down-the-field threat for Carson Wentz, who's their fourth guy down-the-field threat for Carson Wentz. He ran a 4-4 at the combine has great size of 6-2. Um, I saw highlights of him. He goes up and gets the ball, too. He's, he can win the 50-50 ball. He's an above the run type player, too, with a 4-4 speed. So I think they definitely sold this guy at 168. I think he could have been in the fourth round um, or even third-round selection because I think he was that good in the highlights I saw of him. So I think, they got, I think he can make the roster and be beneficial for Carson Wentz for, for a couple of years. And then pick 196. They got inside linebacker out of Temple, Sean Bradley. Um, Sean Bradley staying at home in Philadelphia. He's great at making and securing tackles. 65% 65 of those tackles were solo tackles, which is unbelievable. So every two out of three tackles, he made by himself. Um, He's a little undersized. He's 6'2 and 235, but he makes up for it in speed because he's very fast. He ran a 4'5. For a linebacker, that's very good, I think. So I do think he can develop with Davion Davion Taylor in years to come. He could maybe play special teams this year, along with Hightower, who's a great kick returner and punt returner. So I do think all these guys will take some time to develop, but I do think they will be good players in years to come. Pick 200, um, the Eagles selected yet another wide receiver in Quez Watkins. He was the second fastest 40 time at the Combine, only behind Henry Ruggs. He ran a 4-3-5, 4-3-5, and Henry Ruggs ran a 4-2-8, which is crazy. Um, he takes the top off the defense once again. He can also be a kick returner and punt returner. He wins the contested catch almost every time. He has a very good vertical, so his lack of size makes up... Or his jump ball ability makes up for his lack of size. He can go up and get any ball, basically. I don't know if he'll make the roster, but he if he has a good preseason and good camp, he might be able to squeak in a spot, but I doubt it. So hopefully he... Can make the roster, so he can get Carson Wentz another yet another target, but I doubt it'll happen. And then pick two uh, ten. I think this was one of the best steals of the draft. They got offensive tackle out of Auburn, Prince Tay Gabunow. Prince Teague Um He's very athletic, has quick feet, gets down the field to continue blocks. Um, he's absolute absolute steal in the end of the sixth round. He was projected a late second to mid third round pick. He'll be a backup tackle to Lane Johnson and probably Andre Dillard. Um, I do think this was one of the best picks in the draft by the Eagles. They stole this guy. I thought he would have been a second or third round pick. Um, Basically, Prince Tega Winogo, he was one of the best tackles in college football. He was rated the 10th best tackle. I don't know how he slipped all the way down to pick 210, but the Eagles got up there, traded with the Chicago Bears, and took this guy. Basically, ran with him and he'll be their backup right now. But I do think he can compete with Andre Dillard for that other side because Andre Dillard had a disappointing year last year when he filled in for Jason Peters. So I do think that he can fill in for that spot and maybe possibly get it. But right now, he'll be their backup. If he has a good preseason, he might be able to steal it. But we don't know. We can only speculate at this point. But I do think that was one of the best steals of the draft. Um, Next. There's the last pick, Casey Hill, He's a linebacker for Stanford, or he can play defensive end. He might be able to compete for a roster spot. Um, I don't see him making a team, but there's not much to talk about for him. Maybe if he has a good preseason, he might be able to make the practice squad. But now we're going to talk about the Eagles' weapons. So right now, the Eagles' weapons consist of Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rieger, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, John Hightower, Marquise Goodwin, and Greg Ward. Those are the guys I see making a team and well as much as I hate to say it J.J. Ortega-Whiteside who I don't like at all. I think he was a bust just based off one year. So overall in this offseason you could tell they focused on speed. I mean they drafted Rieger, they got Marquise Goodwin, John Hightower, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. All those guys are speed. Um, They definitely needed it and they got a lot of it. So I do think the draft, even though it's diminished by getting that second-round pick, I think they still had a good draft in the later rounds. So all in all, their overall grade is a C plus, which I expected more out of Howie Roseman. Uh, the second-round pick is still too t- still too tough to recover from after having a great rest of the draft. I think if he just got an immediate starter in the second round, this draft would be an A minus, even an a-, a just an A. But that second round pick really diminished what could, what could have happened. So, all in all, C+, plus, like I said. Um, I just went through all the Eagles picks. Let me know if you have any questions about it. I can talk to you about it. Um, next episode, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the NBA in episodes three and four of The Last Dance that premieres tonight on ESPN at 9 o'clock. We're going to have a special guest tomorrow, so tune in to find out. Um, we broke down today, so a couple teams, a couple players. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening. So uh, peace out from Pagula's Pod. Thanks.